everybody to Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shape them. My name is Andy Sperry, joined by Gooey Fame. We are back. Hey. More John Wick. Oh my god. Can I get enough John Wick? Oh man. It, but, but, hold on a second here. Hold on. Because I was actually before, before we got together just, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes ago or whatever, uh, I was in chat a little bit earlier. And, uh, I actually, I, uh, I didn't have a chance to actually listen to, to what you had recorded on our last John Wick episode. So I, I played it and, uh, it's, it's very touching and I wanted to offer my own, just, I don't know. Oh yes, please, please. Thoughts on, on Lance Reddick who, uh, who, you know, as we all know, unfortunately passed away. Uh, it was actually, man, it was fucked up. Like the, the day after we recorded those John Wick, there that John Wick episode where we were doing uh, number two and number three, it was like I was so high on life, and I was like, God, I can't wait to see John Wick four. Like I'm so pumped. And you go to bed, and you wake up the next day, and it was like Lance Reddick has passed away, and, and it was just like, what? Like we were just talking about him like last night, and it was like I'm sure it was even obviously a thousand times more shocking for the people that knew him and were talking to him the day before. So. Basically, I just wanted to echo what you said, man. He was just like, he had such a grace about him, like in, in all the, the roles that I've seen him in, mm-hmm. um, like Horizon and and a little bit of The Wire here and there and, and obviously John Wick. And like this this dude, man, he just made like, I, I feel like this concierge role could have been like just a complete throwaway role, right? Like in, and it could have not been anything. And just like he, he made it like so... Like, uh, like he had a weight to and a gravitas to it that that really made it awesome. And and like you you know in John Wick three when he's like part of the action, it's just like wow. Like this, like I'm sure this wasn't the intention for this character when they started John Wick one. But like he Lance Reddick was so good that it's like how do you not have him as like a central part of of this movie? And um yeah, I just uh, is really sad, and uh, I think Keanu Reeves said it best. Fucking sucks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to start off on a downer, <sighs> no, no, but I it's... I did want to just throw out my own little homage to uh, to the late great Lance Reddick. So yeah, yeah. He's out. He's obviously I said it all <laughs> already too, but he's yeah. he's incredible. Um, and. I I don't know if I mentioned this, but I I just remember him like bringing his own unique, like listening to the things where they talk about creating these characters mm-hmm. and how he brought a lot of like ideas to it. I know he wanted he was like, oh, I'm uh, he's like, I'm working on this accent, this African accent that I want to try. And they're like, yeah, sure, go for it. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know, like he's had all these. It, it seems like that. Um, I also heard that with. um him on the Eric Andre show. There's that f- famous clip where he comes in and he freaks him out. And then he's in the, he's Oh my like, God. He's doing the, <laughs> yeah. I wish I was LeVar. <laughs> I guess like a lot of that was like his idea too. And he pitched a lot of that. So it seems like he's like a very passionate guy. And he, yeah. <laughs> he always came with like, you know, just always came with some awesome ideas. And like, I think he pretty much enhances anything that he had ever been in. You know, I agree. It was, um, yeah, like it was just like you I'm not sure that this this franchise like John Wick specifically knew how much it needed Lance Reddick until it got Lance Reddick. Like I think they just had that role and it was kind of like, 
All right, like who, like who's a really good like kind of journeyman actor that we can get in here and and just yeah you know have a perfunctionary performance, but like what they got from Lance Reddick was like a total elevation of of that character and like like as as we'll talk about like I just you like I was so attached to that character uh even even before the news um you know of Lance's passing that like this this moment which we'll we'll talk about in John Wick 4 I was shocked I like I actually came away that I, was like my that most crazy. shocking moment yeah. <laughs> um, I, which actually kind of <laughs> makes sense in hindsight because you I heard the I'd read the interview and I'm sure you have too but like how Lance was saying like Keanu Reeves came to watch him act on his birthday Yes, and that um, was so yeah, so sweet. Where it's like, they're like, yeah. "What do you want to do on your b- birthday, Keanu?" And he's like, "I want to go see Lance." <laughs> yeah, I think I think with context now, we could probably infer that he went to go watch that scene, and that is when and why he kind of gave him that note, just saying like how much that character like meant to the yeah. franchise and to him and and everything, and and yeah, just. Uh, what a you know what a great what a great actor what a great artist and uh, definitely gone too soon, uh, but my you know maybe the silver lining is uh, Sharon will appear again in the the ballerina movie so we're yeah that's you know, cool we, we still got a we still got appearance from Lance Reddick which is cool yeah that is cool it's sad it's it's sad not just for you know fans obviously like yeah it's, it's I I imagine. I, I, it feels, it reminds me of another, he's, he's obviously much older, but it, it reminds me of the Chadwick Boseman thing of just an actor who is really, I think, yeah. starting to kind of get his due. And for Lance, it came much, much later in his life, but where he, he was really starting to get recognized as such a, like an amazing actor, you know, like I'm sure there, it's been that way for a while, but I think. You know, he was starting to bust out a little bit. And I feel like there was still more, you know, there's more he could have done. I'm sure that he would have liked to have done. And it's sad. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it, it, it does kind of the thing that stuck with me about Chadwick Boseman's passing is like people. I remember someone and I have no idea who, but they said this quote and it was like, um, um, you're sad for all the things that he didn't get to do now. Because he had yeah. so much more to offer, and I he like I know that uh, that Lance Reddick was sixty, but I I still feel like that was very much the case. Like it seemed, it seemed like he was kind of like breaking out, or, or not breaking out, but like having a resurgence, maybe of like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know. Like I think based on the strong work that he did with this character, and I actually I think you can almost say that about like almost everybody in this series. Like I think Keanu and. Um, Ian McShane have, have kind of raised their stock, you know, as actors in Hollywood. But I, I think like Lance Reddick uh, also was that as well. So like it, it is sad, like to think of all the stuff that like, you know, he he could have been in. And, like, I mean, he, God damn, he would have been like awesome in like the, ne- the next Bond movie or something like that. You <laughs> know, like as like Q, the new Q or something like that or whatever. Right. Like just uh, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it sucks to think of all the stuff that he could have done. Yeah, and and obviously that's just the professional aspect of it. Just putting aside the, you know, the, obviously it's it's far worse for his family and friends and yes, yes, that's know. why I don't mean yeah. I don't mean to say like oh I missed out on anything, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
For sure. Um, so yeah. Okay. Well, this uh, this episode is dedicated to you, Mister Lance Reddick. Um, you you will be missed. And uh, there's no real great way to segue from that. So I guess let's just get to it. John well, Wick Chapter Four. I'll Oof. say you said you said it really well when you said that like his role is something that could have just been eh, but like it it was something more. I think that describes this whole series and where we are now with the series where I think the someone pointed out recently the original movie almost didn't get a theatrical release <laughs> and I think it was originally conceived as of as just a, a, like another one a, like a, a direct-to-video where you get um some more b-tier actor or whatever which right. nothing wrong with that necessarily it probably would have been just good especially considering who made it but the fact that it went from that to like <laughs> it's got this insane budget for this movie and and the box office from what i saw has already been crazy like it's it is crazy how the franchise how we got to where we are now <laughs> with this movie you know i actually i think that's a great point and i think that um with john wick the franchise i really think like the quality of the movies is the reason why like it's grown because yes. like, like I, I don't think <laughs> if these were just kind of like average movies that, you know, looked good, went down easy, whatever. Like, I think there, there would be a spot for them, but yeah, they would be like on, on Netflix, like, like going right to Netflix, like the, that gray man movie or whatever the hell it was or whatever. Right. Like, but like the quality of these movies kind of gets that word of mouth thing. And it's like, okay, like maybe, maybe we'll, we'll invest just a little bit more to make another one. Cause like, I think like one, two and even three for that matter, didn't like, you know, break the bank in terms of box office. But like, I, I also feel like they don't need to like, um, yeah, each just, one they, did this... better than the last though, too. Like they did yeah, do better exact, than the last yeah. and they got it. And this one will do better than like... three for sure. Oh yeah. Um, for sure. So, so it is, it is yeah. crazy. You know what? You're, that's a great point. Cause like, I, that's a that's a really great point because like just like Lance did with that character, I think like this, the cast and the direction elevates the material to another to another level, and I think that probably is why it's had the success that that it had uh, or that it has. It's, I guess I should say because now I mean we're talking like spinoff movies, we're talking spinoff shows, like it's like a whole universe now. Yeah, which is crazy, and it also it's like, I you know hopefully that I'm. I'm glad things in this movie ended the way it did, actually. But it's like, it, it you do wonder. I don't wonder, though, because I, f I feel like I trust the Chad Stahelski and his crew to just keep making awesome movies. I think I said that when we originally were talking on our last episode about how they might make John Wick movies to infinity. And I'm like, you know, they they might be able to pull that off. I think they might actually be able to keep doing it. I mean, Without like they've done it for sixty years with James Bond. Like it's not That's that true. Yeah, yeah. dissimilar, you know. Or like they're making new Mission Impossible's and stuff, and it's like okay, like I'm down for that. Um, yeah, we've decided to binge watch uh, all the the Mission Impossible movies. By the way, Re, oh, like do a not binge watch, but like you know, Did you start s start with one and then two and then et cetera, et cetera. We haven't started them yet, but oh. we're we're doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'll be curious to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah, me I, too. Love, I, I love, I love very curious, movies. but it's a weird, it's I, you a, know, I really like situation. one, two and three. 
I just never, oh, for whatever reason, okay. saw the, the other ones. Yeah. Then I think you're in good shape, because I think three is where it... Sorry for the Mission Impossible tangent, but a lot of people dip at three, and it gets... And it's hard to muster the energy, but then four, five, and six are all crazy good. So it's like... Are they? Okay. I think if you like if you like up to three, then you're in good shape. I think you're in good shape. Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> liking three, but I can't remember anything about it. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, so. Oof. But with John the, yeah. Wick Chapter Four. Oh man. With those, yeah, other I, I want to talk about that ending, and and I have a question for you about the ending when we get there. But oh sure, sure. Um, just. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, like, we should just say it right off the bat. Everyone's talking about how amazing this movie is, and it's true. This movie absolutely kicks ass. It's so awesome. Uh, yeah, it it really, um, <laughs> it delivered. I don't know what to say. Everything I've said about the other ones, um, yeah. I had those same feelings, um, I think we're going to talk about specific parts, right? So I like, I feel like, yeah, yeah. I just like right now I'm like bursting out of ideas of like <laughs> yeah. all the different parts and like how I felt and all those parts. And it's all, it's all ramshackle. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't collect my thoughts into one coherent thing <laughs> right now, <laughs> but I, I have um, some, some thoughts on the different scenes. Oh, I, yeah, definitely. Oh my God. <laughs> so I, I want to say too, before we get there, um, uh, so this was the first John Wick movie that I actually saw in theaters with an audience. Like, because yeah, I, awesome. I kind of got into John Wick, you know, after you recommended them and, and, and I watched it and I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And by that point, I think all three were already out. So yeah. I was like, I was like so stoked to go and see this in theaters and it did not disappoint. Even we went to a, a little bit of a later showing It started at 10 o'clock, but it did not feel like. Like it was like two a.m. by the time we got home, and I was like, I could watch, I could watch more. Like I could keep going. Uh, it was, it was fucking awesome. And like, there was a couple moments where like people just clapped and cheered, and like some of the kills and stuff. Like the the theater was going nuts. It was, it was so sick. It was like, uh, it was, it was so awesome. And I can't wait to see it in theaters again. But I know you want to talk about some some parts, so I'll throw it to you. Good. <laughs> what do you, what would you? This is how I kind of divided it. So. I kind of divided it with like some things that are like all the specific like fight scenes. And then I had, I had like that few, few minor critiques that I'm going to point out. Okay. And then, um, okay. so that's on one side. And then the other side, if I don't know, you just want to talk about some of the characters, their cool moments, stuff like that. Uh, so we can start with either one, either uh, way, whichever we want to go. Well, I want to, s- I kind of want to start semi chronologically. Cause I feel like, I don't know, like, the initial tone setter of this movie were like <sighs> that beginning scene where he comes in, uh, the Bowery King or whatever comes in. That's the very beginning, right? And John Wick, the very beginning, yes. He's you know doing the thing where he's fu- he's punching that board or whatever. And the I, the, I, have, to, I have to interject with the story. Okay, okay. So, so me, me and my my friend. Uh, we went to see this. So, so my wife went inside to, we actually bought four tickets and we ended up only going three of us. So she went inside to go return one. And so me and my friends stayed outside and, and uh, we had a J 
And I went in, and every fucking time Keanu hit that thing, and it was like, uh, my world was like <laughs> rocking upside down, inside oh, out. I was God. sitting there like, oh, like. <laughs> That was one of the most powerful moments. In the <laughs> Holy whole shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the way he's hyping him up. Oh, dude! It just they each one of these is so good at like establishing its like tone or whatever. You know, like the first one starts off slow, and then like all the other ones they they kind of like pick up from the last one or something and they mm-hmm. they immediately just make you feel the weight of what's going on you know yeah uh, like two had that threatening aura with santino like right at the beginning and you you were like this, this getting his last car on back the brink of also. collapse oh yeah and then three i mean you're immediately on the run you're immediately in danger and then in four like i just i kept on thinking about like the last scene in John Wick 3 where he's, where the Barry King's like, aren't you pissed off, John? Yeah. And he's yeah. fucking, like, mashing the... <laughs> oh, my God, it was awesome. And um, and then one other thing that's in this scene, and it, it goes into the next one, is just the, um, the cut from this scene to that one. So in all these movies, there's always references to other movies they like. They, as we talked in the last one, they often just do scenes... And, and dialogue and whatever from other movies and it's it's mm-hmm. it's always it's always done so classy i feel like they like every element of these movies is so cool because it's it, there's such a great vibe they bring because it's a movie you know made by guys who love their their stunt guys so obviously like that's the thing they love and like the thing they highlight and almost feels like for all other elements of the movie movies they'll take they they'll take inspiration from all these other things you know they're not not they're not trying to say they're better than them you know what i mean i feel like they're very like very humble <laughs> and their references always like are so endearing to me because of that mm-hmm. and like i love they start two and three like in the background there's footage of some stunts from old Buster Keaton silent films going on, you know, and they're paying homage. Like, we love that. We're trying to do this. Anyway, it's cool to see the stuff from like different kinds of movies in there. And in this scene, the transition to the scene where he's in the desert, they it's literally it's like pretty much the same cut that they do in the movie Lawrence of Arabia. And I love that. Just pulling from and even when they went to Morocco in the last movie, they, or you know, they went to Casablanca. I love that. Just pulling from some mm. of these classic films and like paying homage to them, and they always do it in a way that just it fits right in. You know what I mean? And it doesn't feel like overdone. It doesn't. It doesn't. It feels like humble. Is I think the best way I would describe it. Like they're like, fuck yeah, we're making a movie. <laughs> Here's a movie thing, you know? Yeah that that scene. I I don't know like. It's just something about Keanu just galloping through the goddamn desert. I was crying. I was <laughs> crying when I saw him. Like, yeah. I was like, "That's it was, fucking John Wick." <laughs> it was so good. Just like, and, and the best thing was too is that like, I love how like you you see the other guys first, and they're like running, they're fleeing as fast <laughs> as they can in fear, and like. You you don't see John Wick behind him, but you know, and you're just like these guys are fucked. And like, <laughs> sure enough, then you see John, and it's just like, oh boy, like John is here to inflict the hurting, and he does, 
and uh, I popped like I was cheering when he actually capped the uh, the elder. Yeah, I, I was kind of <laughs> complaining about that guy last film. Even they actually they recast the actor, and I don't know if they acknowledged that or they not. Did. But, they did. They um, did. So yeah, they said um, it was like a different elder, right? Or something like yes, that. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's the thing I love about these movies is like they they all bleed into each other, you know, story wise, and characters do come back. But I feel like they're always good about they they are really good, I think, about just, like, introducing a character. You know, like, in the last one, they're like, Halle Berry, she's from John Wick's past. Like, they have a couple yeah. lines about why, and you just get it. You know what I mean? Like, it it's simple. And I like in this, it's like, they got they got this guy, he's like, the other, the your ring's gone, so is the other elder, he's dead, and, like, and killing me isn't really gonna end anything. And it kind of, I kind of like that, because... <laughs> Uh, you, I was imagining like what I I imagined that this movie would end with that moment of like killing the elder or whatever. And I was like, is that really going to be satisfying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is that going to solve anything? And and I I think that was like the right move to actually pivot the storyline again, introduce all these new characters that have a history with John Wick that we've never seen before. But you immediately buy it. I I think they do a good job of like um making each movie its own separate thing while continuing the story if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like I I actually also totally agree with what you said cuz uh, like I that's what I kind of thought this movie was going to be was like him kind of going after the high table and like kind of getting back at that at the elder and I was like eh, you know, like eh I mean, I mean, I'm sure it'd be cool and like whatever, but the elder was a character from last movie. I, I said last episode that he didn't like completely captivate me. He just kind of seemed like, I don't know, he was like a guy. And and that's exactly what this movie presented him as. He was like a guy. And it's like, well, actually, that guy's dead, but I'm the new elder. And if you kill me, there's just going to be another one. And like, I think that's a consistent theme of these movies. It's like people tell John all the time, like, where does it end? Like, where does it end with you if you get rid of me or this person or whoever, there's just going to be another one constantly over and over. And like, so I, I think that they was actually kind of cool that they like went off that way and just like, damn, like he got the elder at the beginning, but the elder was telling the truth. Like nothing did change and like everything in fact did get worse for him. So like, I, I actually really loved that opening scene as well beyond like just the amazing camel chase, which was wicked. It also like, sets up the storyline really well because like everything he's saying is true and we see like it almost is what facilitates it's what facilitates the plot of this is that now there's like this power vacuum like if you know his problem is is like this is a worldwide thing and yeah there is a guy at the head but you know these are still as soon as he's gone you have this power vacuum and it leaves Mm -hmm. open you know uh for just all these other people. Someone else is going to fight to take his place and things are just going to keep escalating, you know? Yeah. Like it's a, it's a political organization basically. And it's like, what gives you more political capital than being the one to take down the boogeyman, you know? And like, I think that that the movie does a good job of kind of setting that up. And then, yeah, like, I mean, Oh my God, from there, like that's, that sets up what happens next. And I, I, I was like beside myself with what happened next. I actually, when I was in the theaters, I like screamed out no out loud, but 
yeah, that that was it was a very cool opening and it didn't overstay its welcome either. It was like nice and tight and and it was it was very well done. Yeah, it still left you so one thing the I noticed like the pacing is is like different in this movie. I think it it's like I think it has some of the best pacing in the in the series, I guess. Like and I noticed that was like it was kind of different from the beginning of the third one. Like the third one hits you with like five action scenes in a row and then kind of dips out for a second until it mm. kind of comes back. And I noticed with this one, I was like, oh, they've 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 shown us the power of John Wick, you know, punching the thing and you've shown him killing some guys out in the desert. Pretty awesome scene. But, uh, you know, now now we kind of take it down a little bit like it had these wa- yeah. waves almost. And it like that's really I think it's the longest runtime. Of any of the movies, I think I'm pretty sure, and it like really oh, sustains itself so well. You know, like I never, like you said, I I never felt like fatigued or anything, even when by the end they ramp it up and it's crazy for like the last whatever however long of the movie, and it just I don't know it it manages to keep you the whole time. I I will actually say I will say I have I have three critiques <clears throat> of this Ooh. movie, and, and like. One of they're all like minor, like they're all kind of just like whatever. I think one of my critiques would be I didn't think that the movie, I didn't think that the movie was too long. Like I could have watched like hours of it. I will say there were two fight scenes that I think maybe went on for just like a, a, a minute or two longer than they should have because oh, okay. I was like, okay. I need to catch my breath. Like I, I can't take any more of this. Like I, I need to and like. When we when we get there, I'll tell you what they are. But even then, I was just kind of like, I was like, oh my god! Like, I don't know if it was just me being like empathizing with John, be like, I cannot believe that there's more of these guys. Like, I, this is unbelievable. Or like, if I was just like, oh my god! Like, I I need to just like stop my heart from going here. Mm-hmm. Like what? But like, I would I would say there was a two fight scenes that I might have shaved maybe a minute off of, maybe two minutes okay. at most, but. That's like pretty pretty minor pretty minor stuff. I mean, I definitely like I felt overwhelmed often. I, that's <laughs> a that's a good way to put it. Yeah, but that's I a good way. really enjoyed that element of it. Well, I, and so like as I'm saying it, like I, you know what I mean? Like I I actually don't know. Like it's it's a it's a nitpick. It's a complaint. But like I I'm not sure. If that's because I'm kind of relating to John and being like, there cannot be more of these guys here. Like, you know, you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense, but I was just like, I was like, oh my God, like this guy has fucking killed like 80 guys with his nunchucks and there's more. I was like, give this man oh a break. God. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, I want to, I definitely want to talk about that scene in particular, yes. but. Oh my Jesus Christ! That was, yeah. Well, should we? Do you want to kind of go in chronological, or should we just go right to the action scenes and then just talk about some character stuff after? Yeah. Well, the the action because the first action scene, then well, like this big one that we're getting to, like these yes. those characters, other than Kane, uh, Donnie Yen's character, like they they're kind of done in this part. So we can kind of talk about. You want to talk about those characters? The yeah, Hiro- let's Hiroyuki let's do it. Sonata's character and um. Well, actually, I want to I want to talk about Sharon. Oh, we get oh there. shoot! Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about that. Let's just talk about that. 
Because, oh, I mean, that's literally what happens next. So, so we meet our villain of this movie, the Marquis de, I forget what his name is, but he's, he's the Marquis. He's like a higher up at the, at the high table. He's like, he, he's kind of like a very similar type of villain, I feel like. And I think if he was the only villain in the movie, it might have been a little bit passe or like kind of been there, done that. But he's not, which is great because you got a, a bunch of other different types of villains around him. So, but I feel like that's just a, a formula that really works for John Wick is like just having the shit heel that like is it yeah. never wants to get his hands dirty and like whatever, which is like the antithesis of John. He he has become. Yeah, he's like now the the avatar for just like the this society societal thing that's yeah. coming in on him. And it, yeah, he's I mean, Bill Skarsgård, I think is pretty good. And I like I like this little French accent he's doing. That's kind of fun. Um, He's like really hateable, too, I think, which is important. I agree. Yes, um, I completely agree, though. I I won't lie. I don't hate him as much as uh why is it Santino D'Antonio? I think he's the worst. I I agree. That I I think the Marquise is like just a dirtbag shit heel. But I would I would actually put Santino and probably Yusuf above him in terms of like the shit heelness because while uh-huh. the Marquise is like clearly just like a a douchebag, like I could kind of see a little bit where he's coming from at certain points in the movie. You know, like, it's like, yeah, maybe yeah. Winston, you should have, like, maybe you should have got rid of this guy when you could have. Or like, yeah, maybe you should. Like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I, you I say this about the guy who kills Sharon? Well, let me, let me just say that if he didn't do that, I actually, I don't know <laughs> yeah, that I would I have, like, like a humongous problem with him. Yeah. But, yeah, he did that, and I was like, you motherfucker. So, uh, the scene we're talking about, of course, is, uh, like, Winston gets summoned to meet the Marquise, and, uh... Uh, obviously we should obviously spoilers here but whatever we're way past that at this point yeah but so so winston goes to see him the concierge goes with him as well and sharon's like winston's trying to warn like don't come in here dude this is gonna get ugly but uh but sharon is insistent and he goes in and winston is now excommunicado he too it which kind of seemed like an eventuality like after what happened with the adjudicator in the last movie like yeah it well, seemed they, like they did leave it so they left it in that like i was actually unsure and they they almost kind of like like i said they kind of skipped almost a movie's worth of story because i was like i was sort of thinking like is there going to be a thing in part part 4 where like he has to kind of be convinced, you know, like maybe they're kind of enemies sort of initially, you know what I mean? Cause of how he, yeah, totally. Uh, he definitely, you know, at the end he's, he's kind of plays it ambiguously on whether he's happy or upset about John Wick still being alive. Obviously we know now, like he likes John. Um, but anyway, anyway, um, I thought, you know, is that element going to be there? And because of that, I, I was convinced by, by him doing that, that they would he would be okay going forward in the next movie um but then when they get here they, they it makes sense though because john it's because john wick then kills the elder that they're like you know what it, it's it's kind of like you know what yeah we're gonna let you off but like this this john wick problem is still going on and you know 
we kind of, you know, you had your chance, actually. And you kind of Winston does try to make the argument like you saw what I did, you know, and and to them, they're like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, it's he's still fucking with us. We know your friends. Fuck you. (laughs) I actually I I don't think I said this on the last show that we did, but so I I had rewatched John Wick three for the first time since I watched it the first time. So it was my second time watching it. And the first time I watched John Wick 3, um, I thought that the ending was, like, a lot more ambiguous with Winston, where I, I actually was just like, I can't believe that he turned heel like that. Like, no way. Yeah. Not, like, Winston, why would you do that? But when I watched it the second time, I actually was, like, completely convinced that I was like, Winston clearly did that to, like, save John, in a sense. And, like, I think, like, my second watch, I was just like, yeah, like, he... He's totally in on it as much as he could be, and I think John probably understands as well. And it, it didn't read off as much that way to me the second time watching it at the end of three. Even though it is ridiculous that he survived that fucking fall. <laughs> oh, there's an but... even worse one in this one. I can't even remember oh. what it was. Uh, but there... he, he gets okay, totally effed up. I'll go to my second critique, which is just my my last one from the the last movie, which is like there's there's so much... like. There are times when, like, he just fucking jumps out of a building and lands on a car. Like, from, like, a five-story building. And I was like, okay. Like, eh, you know what? Like, all right. It's it's a bit... It's a bit too far for my liking. Um, That was my other critique of the movie, but it was my critique of John Wick 3. And Mm. I think that that's still here in this one. But again, I mean... You know, what, what are we really talking about here? I I do understand what you're saying, but I've always felt like they at least sell it, you know, even, even if it's unrealistic, like John Wick selling, you know what I mean? Uh, he looks like shit almost this whole movie, by the way. Yeah. You remember, like you remember in John Wick two, when he goes to the catacombs and he looks so slick, he's got his hair done. He's in his sick suit. He looks like shit in this movie. That's what I mean. He like, he at least, I know it's not, doesn't match the actual, he would be dead obviously, but like he does look fucked up and I'll take that <laughs> at least like, and he takes, that's just a thing too. Like in his actual fights, he he always takes hits and shit. Obviously, everyone now has the bulletproof suits, and it's so fucking funny. Part of like the fight style of the John Wick movies is suit guys in suits, like using their suits like they're <laughs> Batman. You know what I mean? Honestly, it looks like a little cape. Like <laughs> it's so funny. Like there are ridiculous elements to this, but they're cool. They're unique. I like that. They're, they're, yes. They're, but anyway. I like they really the, should just have trench coats at this point, like bulletproof trench coats. That would be so, <laughs> that but would fucking rock. I do, I love at least that John in in his fight scenes, you know, Keanu he he like takes hits from guys too. It's not just like people joke, and it's true that he's gonna kill all of them, but it's he's not gonna do it easily. You know what I mean? He's gotta, oh, he has to earn it. He's yeah. got to grapple them and hold one of them while he shoots another, and re, you know, like he's got to fight for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. Like he he definitely gets his licks, that's for sure. And like some of some of them are like definitely outrageous, and you're like, come on. But at the same time, it's just like whatever. Like I'll, like it's you know, the tone. I love the the tone of the movie is outrageous. <laughs> it, yeah, it it is completely outrageous, like from start to finish. And uh, like again, like if if I said this last episode, but like if, if that's kind of like your biggest like gripe. In an already like unrealistic, un- like outrageous movie, like you know what? What are we really mm-hmm. talking about here, right? Like who, who cares? Um, 
It's not real yeah, life. So, <laughs> yeah. But this, this fucker, the Marquis, comes and he shoots Sharon. And I was, I gasped in the theater. I, I, I literally, I was sitting there like, <gasps> and, and I, I don't know. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't kind of expecting it. Cause I, I don't know why I didn't, I just, I wasn't expecting it at all. And I, uh, I was wondering, I'm like, oh, like, how are they going to handle like Lance in the, in the upcoming John Wick films or whatever. And he got, he got his ending here and it was very dignified. Yeah, but no. it, it 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 definitely put a lot of heat on the Marquise. That's for that's for sure. Yeah, some of the you got real life heat face. Yeah. Oh. Well, it, yeah, like it was that motherfucker. So, it was really weird. Like honestly, I like I think a gas that yeah. Like I didn't know how to. F- it was so strange. Like because I was thinking about that. Like oh, I, you know, like. Uh, not that I, I'm not like, oh, how are, you know, I, I don't care what they do or whatever, you know, I'm like, that's obviously not what's important, but it was in the back of my mind. And like, between that and just being sad about his death that and then like it happening in the movie, I was so freaked out. I was like, really confused. <laughs> I was like, I did yeah. not know how to feel. It was very strange. But yeah, then later, I, I wasn't like when they were, I wasn't sure it was real. I thought maybe they faked it or something. I was like, maybe maybe he's coming back. And obviously that that wasn't the case. But yeah, it, it was I think it was like legitimately the most shocking moment in this franchise thus far. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the puppy, maybe was <laughs> one, but. I, I don't think so, because I think everybody <laughs> knows. I think if you were to ask the average person what they know about john wick they would be like that's the one where the dog dies and he goes on a rampage like i I think that's because it's not really (laughs) it's not really i mean it's it is it is true but like it's not there's symbolism behind it as well (laughs) yeah yeah. even though even though going on a rampage if someone killed your dog i mean i would do that i'm not gonna lie (laughs) um but but yeah like I I just I I couldn't I I was shocked. It was shocking. and I think like the real world like played a factor into that too because it's like oh my god like Lance Reddick just died now like the concierge just died like fuck yeah. like you know so it was a good yeah I, I think a good end for the character like it was it was shocking even in the movie and uh, uh, oh yeah I think the you know that was an undignified death <laughs> uh, but oh totally but the way they treated the character. You know, like when they were just talking about him at the end, and they were at his gra- graves. It was, I was touched. You know what I mean? Like, is it, it was oh, a very yeah, simple little thing, but yeah, I I, I, I thought I touched. felt like Winston's reaction to it too was was great because yeah. he, you know, he's he's kind of got to keep it together, but he's clearly just lost a friend, and like, I think that line like it should have been me, and then the guy's like, yeah, it should have, like, kind of really really sells it it really just oh made uh it was that was a a heartbreaking that was like a good like i don't know how to describe this but it was like it was like it was an unjust death like you said but it was like a good end for the character in that it like kind of propelled a lot of the movie forward and like just kind of like it had significance and it had like it had purpose. It was like it got you to hate the villain. It got you to kind of 
you know, yeah, I, I think it's like, not like I a, think a lot of people were like me, where it's just like, okay, well, like Winston's just doing what he needs to do, but like after that, you're just kind of like, you know what, like yeah, kind of fuck Winston a little bit here, like what you know, I don't know. It was a yeah. good. It worked on a lot of levels. It was it was messy and emotional, and what a scene. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, but it wasn't anything that that was similar to this next scene because this yes. next scene. Okay, so that. Holy shit. So that's where we meet. We've got two. It's the Osaka, right? They're in Osaka. Yeah, Osaka. Yeah. Continental. And uh, the like the guy, the manager of that place is played by uh, Hiroki Sonata, uh, who we've talked about before. Uh, Yeah, he was in a he's like Mortal Kombat, right? Well, anyway, he's in he's in Mortal Kombat. He's he's in um, The Last Samurai and. uh, what what else is he in? I I know that I know him from something else, but uh, oh, Rush Hour Three. He's in Rush Hour Three. Well, yeah, yeah, and of course, like not to our audience necessarily, but yeah, he obviously made a lot of martial arts movies back in the day too. So he's like a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. I gotta say, this movie is legend casting for sure, which they've been doing. Uh, but then he, uh, he's got the concierge is his daughter, right? Um. Yes, I can't remember her name. Her name is uh, Akira, although I'm not sure if they pronounce it like that or like Akita. I think that's I think what he says, Akira. but yeah, probably yeah. Akita. Yeah, I I loved her actually. She was uh, she was a favorite of mine for obvious reasons. She's a <laughs> this movie. She's a singer. Is she like in real life? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I have to check that out. <laughs> okay, I have a I have a side story here. Did you see a preview for a movie before this with like, I can't remember what her name is. Um, it's got the girl from this show called Emily in Paris. It is like with two, with two Chinese actresses or whatever. And they're kind of going on like a road trip or whatever. Do you know what the hell I'm talking about? Yes, I believe. Yes, I think I do. This movie looks so unfathomable, like just completely awful that I actually I was laughing my ass off and I almost want to go see it because it looked so horrible i don't think i saw that movie but i I think i've seen that trailer it was awesome it was so fucking bad okay i'll I'll get i'll watch it get back to you i was i was also sitting there like high as fuck watching this like this is the shits but you you should you should go out of your way to watch it it was like unfathomably bad well this would be a good scene to watch high as fuck because john wick He's talking to him up oh on, on the roof, and he's standing there, and he's looking at the cherry blossoms or whatever. The lighting is immaculate. This movie is a beautiful too. I like each movie has gotten more expensive, right? But the, and they all look more expensive. Like they, you can you can see where the money is going, uh, and it's it's a gorgeous movie. And yeah, John Wick talking to him. Looking at the cherry blossoms, oh, it hit me hard, you know. And it was again another, oh. another character where they're just like, they have this long, awesome backstory, and you're just like, fuck yeah, these guys, I know they've they're like best friends basically. <laughs> I I loved their their conversation up at, on the rooftop. You know what, John Wick is so good at doing. You already said this, but I'm gonna repeat it. It's so good at like introducing all of these characters who like. At the end of the movie, you're like, man, I would love to know more about, like, that character. Like, like I think back to, like, the first John Wick movie, and it's like, I would love to know more about Johnny Legs. Or, uh, you know, going to the second, it's like, 
I want to know more about Common and and oh uh, God, yeah. the the girl that he had to to kill. Um, and, and like I want to see more Halle Berry. And this one, it's like I want to see like more of of Kane, and I want to see more. Like I just I want to see more of like all these guys. And like it's so good at doing that. And watching the scene with John and um, and Koji, just like just chatting as friends was like it was it was cool. It was a, it was a cool scene. Yeah, and and I like the character element with his daughter, who's like does not give a shit about John Wick. She's like, what the what the fuck is he doing here? You know, well, she, and she's right. Yes, she's a hundred percent right. Like ex- everything she says will happen. The risks that they're taking all comes to fruition. Like literally, we within just minutes saw a concierge die. <laughs> yeah, she should be uh, worried. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, she was. I loved her. She was awesome. I didn't know she was a singer. I'm going to go download some of her music. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, fuck. So they're up there, and Ekida is just like, this is a horrendous mistake. You should not be here, John Wick. And she is proven right literally within minutes because uh, the Marquise henchmen come to the Osaka Continental, and it is not long before all hell breaks loose. And we should also mention too, by the way, that before this, they set up the other plot line of the movie where they get oh, Danny yes. Yen's character, whose name is Kane. He's a blind assassin who's retired. And uh, it, it seems to me like they've kind of been watching him for a while because he has a daughter, but he tries to keep close enough away from her so that the, the high table can't use her as leverage, but he gets too close and they find out. So they're like, guess what, pal? You're coming out of retirement or we're going to kill your daughter. And by the way, you got to kill John Wick. He (laughs) fucking rocks in this movie as well. We'll talk a lot more about him. But so he's also in the mix in the Osaka Continental here. So there there is so much going on here. And but like it's not too much. It's awesome. There (laughs) you say that. And then I'll say there's also there's a third character, too, in in this whole mix. There's the tracker. (laughs) Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's actually like another, it's cool. His character is so simple, but you just like, like, he's another one where it's like, man, I love this guy. Like, I got to know more. All you really get the sense is he's sort of, he's like a bounty hunter and he's, yeah. he's tracking down John Wick and throughout all these scenes. And it's an amazing element added to all the scenes where you add this third or fourth element, uh, you know, of motivations into the mix. But basically he's trying to help John Wick survive somewhat throughout the movie so he can just push the price for the bounty up. <laughs> yeah. And he's kind you know of, what? I, uh, you know, this guy sold me. The first thing he did sold me on him. Cause he was just like, fuck this. This bounty's way too low to go after John Wick. And I was like, finally someone who gets it like that. Yes. I, that that was what sold him. And he's to got me. a dog, so you're like, yes, he's a the, a dog guy, you know, like that. Oh my god, that I'm jumping like way the hell ahead here, but like when oh when his yeah, dog yeah. was in peril late in the movie, I I mm-hmm. fucking cheered so loud when John saved him. Ah, so good. Yeah, <laughs> and then well, that's the completion of his of his arc where yes. he's like he's he's like, oh, John Wick saved my dog. Yeah, and he's it's, a good guy. It's kind of a nice thematic ending for the series, too. Where it's like, yeah. it's, John Wick now, he's saved multiple dogs, really, when you think about <laughs> yeah. it. But, you know, he, like, 
I guess that's what they do in the first movie, but it's once again, he saved a dog. <laughs> it's it's crazy because in every movie since John Wick 1, like there's been a moment where you're like, oh my god, these fucking guys are going to kill another dog. They and, do it every time and they're like, they never do it. <laughs> we got your ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect yeah, I th- it. They do not want to be the franchise <laughs> that is known for like killing off dogs. Like, no, but they like, that's, they always love toying with you. You know, they'll have, they'll have the shootouts in like all these public places and they're stabbing each other in in subways. But you're like, they, and then in this, oh. We'll talk about we'll talk about the later fight scene, but where you just can feel how awful it is, you know, or the the sh- shooting around horses, you know, but nothing bad happens. But they love fucking with you, you know. They love going yeah. like, yeah, you thought about it, you fucking freak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh fuck! You thought we were well, do yeah. It. <laughs> I I jumped way ahead because we yes. have a lot to talk about in this continental scene, but yeah, so shit starts hitting the fan. And, uh, I can't wow. even describe the fight. There's so many things that happen. It's awesome. So first, first of all, Koji starts kicking ass, which, which is awesome. And his, in his crew, like they were so, aw- I love like, I love the subtleties or like kind of the lingo in John Wick where it's like, we have guests, uh, treat him with hospitably or whatever it is that he says. Like it's code for like fucking destroy oh. them with machetes and swords and guns and stuff like that. Like, it's, they're it's talking. so great. They're just in a room where guys are, like, pounding on a drum and, like, people... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is this fucking crazy room? Every <laughs> every gang in this has a room like that, where you're like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is just They're just sitting around and, like, doing lines of coke until it's time to fuck somebody up. <laughs> guys like, are, like, I training and shit, and then they're just going, like, yeah. and, like, lights are going crazy. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh. So, I, I actually, I, I can't even remember at what point. So, John gets down there, and at some point, this goddamn lunatic grabs a pair of nunchucks, and... Oh, my would you, yes, I would yeah. I would say this is, like, a top five fight scene in the series this is this is the equivalent i i thought about it as like oh this is this is this movie's knife scene like number three had yeah yeah this is like clearly like a it's like we we got to put like a really awesome unique like fight up towards the front of this you know what i mean like we they they do a good job of like doing that and it's not all like at the end and this this was one of the most visceral like intense Holy fight shit. scenes of all time. Like I was the whole time I'm like I'm like cringing and crying and like it's that thing of like you just feel everything because it's it's so it's so brutal and so violent but so beautifully choreographed and that, that's kind of why I was like oh my god like it's it's got to end I can't take much more of this like it was it was so intense and there, but, but you're right. It was, it was beautiful. There's, there's also little, you know, funny moments. Like they do that so well. Of like, and nothing like undercuts anything. Too. It's just, it's just like they're really good at catching you off guard. And, um, you know, all the again, all we talked about in the last episodes, but just all those little details. You know, of sw- switching weapons and relocating. Re- you know, reloading and tripping reloading and, and tactical ways and just all these little oh like, you know, bumps and thuds and all the stuff that like, like I said, he takes an unrealistic amount of damage and all the stuff where you just, you just like, 
go, this is unrealistic, but the way they just like sell and show all the action and violence is, and like the, the way they portray it and like nail all these details, like sells you on it where it's like everything you feel everything, you know what I mean? I feel all the hits and ugh. It's so awesome. <laughs> it, it was it was absolutely like just ethereal watching John Wick wield this goddamn nunchuck. Especially for like I don't know if you if you would agree with this or not, but like to me, when I think of nunchucks, I think of like teenage mutant ninja turtles, and it's kinda like a silly haha kind of weapon almost. You know what I mean? Like watching him beat the shit out of like a hundred men with these, I I was yeah. just like Oh my god, this, it's like, just non-stop action, and it, like, golly, it was just so over-the-top intense, and I, like, I, I felt like I couldn't breathe while I was watching it, because I was like, like, I was like, there, there's more, that, like, there cannot be any more men, like, John has killed so many more men, and then him finding ways to, like, keep on just getting these guys with these, like, insane shots, and like, man... Shout out to Keanu Reeves. This guy is just a, a lunatic. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he, Keanu Reeves is a madman. He, like, he did all this shit himself. It, it is just like, the, you wonder why, you know, people, we talked about this a little bit uh, last last time. And like, some, there are some jabronis out there that are just like, oh, Keanu Reeves can't act. And it's like, dude, you watch that and tell me he's not acting. Like, the, yeah. he didn't even say a word, but like, he's so goddamn intense and fucking awesome. <laughs> like, oh, this scene was so, and, and I I have to tell you something, Goo. I don't even think, think I don't think this is my favorite scene in the movie. No, like in terms yeah. of action, it's it it's was close that, it for was me. So but I know good. exactly. Yeah, that's what's crazy yeah. about this movie. And oh my god! And one thing they do well, you mentioned some of it, but like they they do take things that we in America haven't gotten in as many mainstream movies and just showing them off. And I feel like. Like how you know how they've just they're like oh yeah we brought in these actors or whatever they've you know and put them in a a more a higher up role than they would normally get in an American movie and showing off yeah. certain type like there's types parts where they just you know pull things in from other movies it's almost like it almost it, it, it I actually had this element back when I when I was younger like watching uh you know like Kill Bill or whatever and finding out where you know they took all these things from and going and like checking out those movies and it, it's such a cool like gateway i think into that type of thing and i love that they treat it all like everything all their all the references and stuff with such i feel like dignity and it's it's humble and you're just like man that's so cool mm -hmm. they're like giving this love you know what i mean oh there's just like everything everything about it is just like just so unbelievable like it, it it seems like this should not be like possible to film the way that they <laughs> film it you know this it's just like oh was this also with all the stained glass and all that is uh, that in this part he's he, i don't know <laughs> it might it might have been yeah well it's it's kind of tough to say because like there's a fight in the club later which kind of <laughs> has it's not stained glass obviously but it's like colorful so oh yeah it's yeah. easy to no because this is um, where um uh donnie but, no, yen's character there there was some yeah there was something there because like yeah they uh <laughs> keanu and or john wick and uh kane do end up kind of getting into a bit 
of an altercation in this. I actually almost forgot about that because I was so, I was so like yeah. focused on him beating the shit out of all the guys. But there's this like really awesome moment where like where Donnie uh, Yen thinks that he's dead and that John Wick has him dead to rights, and he does, but he's out of bullets and like. This, there's this like wicked moment of silence and stillness where then Kane is like, this motherfucker's out of bullets. I got to act now. And it, like everyone just springs and it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, good it's tension. just such a great yeah. moment. The, yeah. the way Donnie Yen is amazing in this and the way that they like portray him being blind and assassin and like, and an assassin oh. is so cool because like, it's a, it's again, a thing where it's like, it's it's such a crazy concept, I I would say, but like they they sell you on it. Like he's not like um, you know, Daredevil where he it's like oh he's just like a guy who sees. Like you see him like having to like adjust and like you know yeah like interact with the environment to and he's putting up those things or like, or like when he yeah he he leaves out the, like the uh, the doorbells or whatever like he Donnie and. I mean, obviously, but like, he was so fucking awesome in this movie. Like, yeah, and he was he was so aw- his character was awesome. Donnie Yen was awesome. Like, just another character that I'm just like I would I could watch like a movie about this guy, and I could watch a movie about Halle Berry, and I could watch <laughs> a movie. You know what I mean? Like, and so I'm thinking, so mean, good. I I don't want to jump ahead, but he you know he kills he kills Koji. Then after this, because I thought I thought the um. His daughter was awesome in this. There, I particularly love the part where she's like stabbing the guy in the back like crazy as he like crawled up. I thought she was awesome. And then it was like when uh, her father was killed by Kane, I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, OK, is that going to be is she going to be an element in this movie? And I and she disappears after this. And I will say I was a little disappointed by that. I thought like we were going to see more from her. Uh, obviously, watching the rest of the movie, it's like it's already there's a lot going on but i was like yeah i thought that would pay off in this movie you know um i i agree i wanted more of her i i thought that the scene where like um where kane like spared her was was cool and like she made yes, the right decision yeah. and i think like there there's there's two ways i look at it where like i i did want more and i it was a little bit disappointed that that we didn't get more but then I kind of like forgot about her because it was like, you know, so, so much happens after that where it's just like where it's like there's, you know, you've got a million action scenes and all this stuff going on. So when it gets to the end of the movie at the the very final credit, I was like, you're kind of yeah. just like, you know, because I think in that scene, Kane is kind of like, you know, you see him and he's like, well, this dude's a murderer. And he's like. You know, he, we know that he's kind of a good guy, but he's still like doing the high tables bidding, and he kind of outgrows that by the end of the movie. So like you're full on cheering Kane at the end of the movie, or at least I was. And so you got uh, like I kind of forgot that he had even done this in the movie. So at the end, when he gets to reunite with his daughter, I was like, wow, this is a nice moment. And then when she comes back, I was like, oh shit. So like I really I would love if they like continued that story like elsewhere. In, in the John Wick yeah, universe. Yeah. And I think if they do that, that's totally fine. Mm. And I think they could do that. Mm. And I think they should do that. So if they oh, do, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. But if this is like, if these are, if these characters just appear in John Wick 4, then I'm just kind of like, oh man, like I, I wish we would have got more. Yeah. Yeah. Which is always a weird, that's always yeah. a weird play to make. But I, I feel like the movie, like with the story between 
him and uh, Keanu, you know, at the end, like that was really good and stuff. It kind of, you know, the movie is still good. Like it's not, it does, it's not like a big, like negative. Oh yeah, me. it. I, if I they just... only appeared in this movie, it, it's and that was the ending. It's still fine. It's just like ah, oh, like like we were saying, like I would have liked to see them. I would have liked to see more of them. Right? Like it. It did have a kind of a nice point to it, though. I I I do hope it. it we I just do want to see more, but it did make me think of the idea of like. And and we saw John Wick go through this too. Where like you're not ever really out. You're not ever really free. <laughs> and yeah, it's kind of it seems like it's gonna be true for him as well. You know. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, this would be jumping ahead, but like this is the second time that Kane has kind of been granted his release from the high table. Like that and he had to fight to get a second time. When we've seen many times throughout the series, like even. In stupider situations, we saw like with like Vigo, uh, but we've seen a lot of characters have this where they could be they they maybe could be done with this, but because of like, well, in this case, she's obviously just sad about her dad, but like almost this like family honor thing, uh, yeah, haunting you. You know what I mean? So like, even though we think Kane did what he, you know he. He did his best to protect his daughter. It doesn't matter because he killed someone else's father, you know, and now they're they're haunting him. And, and I think that's valid. And I think that's like a pretty cool story beat, too. It's like, like, no, nobody's necessarily wrong in this scenario. I mean, obviously, it's wrong to, you know, fucking kill somebody. But like, obviously, yeah, <laughs> like he, he did it for the right reasons, I guess you could say. And that's I'm sure that's going to kind of be like a, a thread going forward if they if they I would hope that if there's like a spin-off movie or something that like the characters could find a way to work it out. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. they just to sit down and talk. Yeah. yeah. I mean like he wasn't he wasn't kind of a dick like he spared her, you know, he could have killed her, but it'll probably be guess... like how a lot of these end where it's like Yeah. And I I you know, I I understand, respect, but I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to kill you. Yeah, and I, and I think, like, Kane could be like, if you gotta kill me, I understand that and respect that. Please don't kill my daughter. I think he, I think he would have done that. I think he'd do that for, uh, for her. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that whole, that whole scene was, like, so sick. Osaka, uh, I'm, I'm actually really jealous. My brother-in-law is going to Japan in, like, a month. Um, and he's going to Osaka, he's going to Tokyo. Nice. He's going, uh, he's going to Kyoto. I would love to go to Osaka. We should go to Osaka, Goo. That'd be a fun trip. Yeah. I, I would yeah. love to go there. <laughs> oh. Um. Uh, so the, I mean, the action keeps coming though. So like, oh god, uh, what what happens? Oh yeah. So John, um, uh, the the next scene we already kind of alluded to it, but John finally meets up with Winston, and Winston is feeling pretty pissed after what happened with uh, Sharon. Obviously, uh, can relate to that. And uh, so let me see if I can if I can lay this out properly. Sure. This was my third critique of the movie. Not even a critique, but like, you know how last movie too, I was like, eh, like going to the middle of the desert seemed a little bit silly. It's like what they were like, all right, you got to fucking duel this guy. I was like, okay, like that. Yeah, it's like over the top and ridiculous, but like, okay, like whatever. But so Winston suggests to John that he should duel the Marquis and if he wins, then he could, like, take his spot and negotiate some terms. Is that right? But the only way that he can challenge them is if he's, like, 
essentially endorsed by one of the crime families that is representing the high table. Do, do I have that correct? Yeah, yeah. He's got to have a sponsor. Yeah. So, uh, so John Wick's like, I ain't got no sponsor. And Winston's like, well, guess what? You actually do. The Ruskaromas, the, the Russian Belarus mob that he originally uh, came up with. And so <laughs> yes. we go on this. He's got to go to Berlin. We go on this sick side quest to, like, get the the family approval. Yeah, so what's your problem? <laughs> yeah. This was so awesome. It's ridiculous. Like, this is one where it's just so funny to, um... Let me just... You said that all really well. Now I'm gonna read just what Wikipedia says. And it, okay. it's so funny. Um... John returns to New York and meets with a vengeful Winston at Sharon's gravesite. Winston suggests that John challenges De Garmon to a duel, <laughs> as winning him will free him of his obligation to the high table. Per the table's traditions, John can only request a duel on behalf of a crime family. As he previously severed his ties to the Ruskaroma, John travels to their headquarters in Berlin to rejoin the syndicate. His adoptive sister, Katina, agrees to bring John back in exchange for him killing Killa, a German yeah. high table senior who murdered her father. Fuck. It's just Killa. like, this is some like, he's doing some like espionage, not espionage, I guess, but I don't know. It, it started to feel like James Bond a little bit. And I kind of, well, like, I loved it. <laughs> wouldn't these dudes be, like, constantly challenging people to duels, though? Like, if, if anybody could duel anybody, it's like, fuck yeah, I want to well, duel you. Well, like, I... They acknowledge this, right? Don't they say, like, the this is the old ways or something? So Yeah, because I think... Doesn't John say, like, it's, uh, it's a myth or something? Maybe it's not John. Yes. Somebody says that. that. Oh, that line. Yeah, he says that cracked me the fuck up because... <laughs> Just Keanu's delivery or whatever. It is like, high table duels are a myth. <laughs> I don't know. I, I cannot. I'm a, I'm a sicko with this this lore. I do think there's actually more interest. Like we talked about how we just want to know more about the characters. Like that type of lore is more interesting and it's left more unsaid. But I love all this goofy shit. <laughs> like he was just kicked out by these guys in the last one. But now if he does this thing where they do a ritual and they burn his arms and he kills a guy they let oh, him back man. in to sponsor him even though he's ex and that happens in all of these john wick is excommunicado but like we see that these rules are totally bendable to anyone you know what i mean and yes that's, and i guess that's why there's probably all these killings and power vacuums but like i love that in all these where they're like that's not the rules. Well, fuck you. Or, you know, like John Wick brings Halle Berry a marker and you can just tell it's more than just, it's more than just the rules. It's like their honor. You know, It's it's their code that they live by. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like on one hand, I, there's that part of my brain that's like, come on, like, what the fuck is this? And then there's the other part that's like, fuck yeah, let's, let's go as far as we can possibly go with this. And, and I think that's that that part of my brain, like, mostly wins out, especially with, like, when you're already on such, like, an adrenaline high watching this movie. It's well, just like, fuck yeah, okay. It all facilitates the next fight scene, which is incredible. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> Let, let's just get right to it. So, first yeah. of all, so they, they track down Killa at this German club, and this dude is, like, yes. oh, my, how would you even describe this a, guy? 
He's played by Scott Adkins, who is the star of many awesome direct-to-video like action movies. He's like, like people who are into like just like capital A action. Like he's that he's like an amazing uh, performer, but like he's not in a lot of he's not like a mainstream star, you know. And this is another guy that I'm talking about where they're like, let's take him. And we'll make him like he's like such an important character in this movie. I feel like, uh, and, and, and I feel like his stock is gonna go up after this too. Oh my god! Like, he I was, hope so. I think he he stole like I don't want to say he stole the movie, but like he every scene he was in, I think he stole. Because not only he get the sh- they let these people show off too, not just their you know physical performance, but he gets to go he gets to like ham it up you know he's playing he's like oh this german God. guy he's got these crazy gold teeth <laughs> buck uh, teeth that are fucking gold uh he looks yeah he's he's like the german penguin essentially <laughs> that's ex- that's exactly what i thought when i when i saw this guy's like this dude is like either a mix of like the penguin or kingpin and i love it because he's like he's so flamboyant and like you could tell the actors having a blast and like it's just like he's so yeah, he's just hamming it up, and it's so just. He's got this wicked charisma about him that's so like rewarding to see. Like when he gets shot in the ass, I was laughing my you fucking shot, ass off yeah. watching that. And this, he he was he but was he, great, he, and he was he was a different type of villain too, which like I think was very important because he was like very cocky, but also could like kind of back it up. But obviously, no match for John still, oh, well, but like. And it kept it kept giving me Bond vibes. One because he is he is kind of outrageous, like certain Bond characters, and and even the Marquis is kind of a Bond villain. But then here they show he shows up, and they've got uh, the tracker, and you know all these characters. They all want to kill each other, and he's like, "Okay, you all want to kill each other? Let's play poker, <laughs> and whoever wins gets to kill whoever they or whatever, you know." And, yeah. And it's so funny because they they make such a big deal about it, but then he just blatantly cheats. <laughs> that scene was so outrageous. Like, he just fucking everybody all has like this amazing fucking hand of cards that they've just drawn at random, and it's like except for yeah, John, it, right? John does not. No, even he got like the dead man's hand, which oh. is like, what are the chances of that? Because what it was like a royal flush, and I can't remember what Kane had, but it was also something good. Um, and then, yeah, he pulls out like. Fucking eight twos or something like that from his deck. Like, <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, fuck this, we're gonna fight. You know, like, yeah. it's like so, it's so ridiculous. But I was up until that point, I was getting Bond vibes. <laughs> I I loved this fight. Like the the setting was cool. I just there's something else I love about the John Wick universe too. And like in the clubs. every movie, like the clubs were like in every single movie except for maybe John Wick one. There's people like getting brutally murdered. And, like, the people in the club are just, like, dancing. They're no, that's, in the, that's established in one. Well, people are freaking out, but still, the I red just, circle. In, like, in this movie, they don't give a fuck at all. They're like, there yeah, are some the people who are like, got shot. There are some people who are like, look like, why are you doing this? <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, mildly concerned or, like, somewhat off-put. It's like, ah, oh, this guy just shot this guy in the head next to me. Like, ugh. But then doesn't it end? Doesn't it end? Then it cuts and like everyone's running out screaming. I think at some point, well, like eventually, like the guy gets thrown over the fucking railing and like there's like oh my god, all sorts of of chicanery going on and like so at some point they're just like yeah we should probably vacate this club but 
yeah, it, this was this was a bonkers fight. And as soon as as soon as uh, John's makeshift sister was like, "You need to bring me proof." As soon as I saw that guy's golden buck teeth, I was like, "Ugh, I guarantee you, I guarantee you." And, and sure enough, as soon as he's dead, John rips his golden tooth out. It was fucking Great crazy. Stuff. The club also had giant waterfalls. Oh, like that was, so cool. That was the walls of the club, basically. It looked amazing. I I went to a, not a club, like a concert venue, but it, it kind of had like some John Wick lighting going on on Saturday. I And I put my hand on the wall and I was like, whoa, I feel like I'm in John Wick 4. It was fucking cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah this, awesome this scene. Was, this scene was great. The great villain. And I think they needed this villain too. Like I said, like he, like, um, there's a lot of shit heels in John Wick, and it was nice having like a different type of bad guy, even if he was only there for a moment. I thought he was great. He was, yeah, he was like a fun mini, you know, he's like a mini boss. They do a really yeah. good job with mini bosses, <laughs> dating back to the first one. But uh, like, I don't know if you remember like Vigo's other son in the first movie, who's like going after him the whole time. He really not much is said, but he's like a constant figure. In this, they had one of those like marquee dudes, one of the like the big dude who's clearly he's like a stunt guy. I'm sure. I think they're always oh, yeah. played by stunt guys. But like, it's cool that even in there, like that's them. Like almost they're elevated to like where they're like sort of a character. You know, they're not just bumping. And I th- I always think that's really cool how they have them there to like keep showing up and like giving you trouble. But they're not like you know they're not the end all be all. Um, so, so the dude in this movie that you're thinking of is, uh, named Cheedy and he's like the right hand man of, uh, of the Marquise and he's played by Marco Zeror, who is a Chilean martial artist. And, yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Let's see. I, I don't. Oh, he's, you're right. He actually, he's acted as a stuntman for the rock in, in the rundown and he's been in. He's been in like some, some other kind of films like that, like machete kills and stuff like that. Yeah. Like. So he's he's been around. I thought yeah, he was he, awesome good, in this. I thought he was too. He was a great heavy. This guy, it was another one where I was like, "This, how is this motherfucker not dead?" And when he finally died, it like I think the theater actually cheered. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they do a good job with those guys. Loved it. Yeah. So so John gets the teeth, and he brings it back to uh, to his sister. <laughs> yeah, the teeth. He's he's got killer's teeth. What a name. God, Killa. I love that he's named Killa. Just, oh, he, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So he goes he goes back and he's like, all right, I got you the teeth. And um, the Russian mob sponsors him. So this this duel, it's on. It's on. Yes, it's going on. And duel. Winston, you've never seen Winston so happy, too, when he's talking to the Marquise. And he's like, hey, motherfucker, like, guess what? Uh, you, you have to duel John Wick. And he, he puts him, like, pretty... So the stakes are this. So if John wins, John's out, and then Winston gets the New York Continental back and is reinstated. And I think really if the the Marquise wins, it's just literally that John Wick is dead, right? Like, that's it? Yes, at that point. Which, I mean, is a pretty big prize. But he does he does throw a wrench in it. Yes, he, uh, what, what do they call it in the movie? He has a... Uh, <laughs> There's always some, like... Uh, yeah, redemptino. Kind of term. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it he, is. He uses a stand-in. The right of course. something, yeah. Yeah. 
His stand-in is poor Kane, who, uh, you know, this fucking guy is blind and he's going to go into a shootout with John Wick. And he actually, skipping ahead, but he does pretty damn well. But uh, yes, yeah. he, I feel for this guy because this guy just wants out. He wants out more than anything. He doesn't want to fight even in the last friend. fight. Yeah, like you, you saw him in the last fight and he was like, all right, like, fuck it. I ain't doing this no more. Like, fuck this. Like, I, I'm not fighting John necessarily in, in the club in Germany. I'm not dying here for this. So at this point, you're like, all right, I just want to see this dude get out and meet his daughter and, like, have a normal life. And not to be. And they, like, they uh, go, like, oh, but if you if you kill John, like, I'll let you go. I think that's what he tells him. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So he he's, like, it, I guess, gives him a reason to not just die <laughs> when John fights him. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, it's pretty... It's pretty blatant. I mean, he, I think he actually, like, outright comes out and says, like, if you don't do this, we're going to kill your daughter. And then, like, so you feel bad for him, but... Yeah, you know, yeah. I guess I guess you gotta, gotta do, do what you gotta, what you gotta, gotta do. do. I love when they're fucking deciding the rules, and they're, like, oh. flipping all these, like, metal cards or whatever, and it's, like, dueling. Oh, and the Harbinger. We gotta talk about the Harbinger. <laughs> oh, yeah. This guy was, like... This guy is pretty intense. So that guy, I'm sure... He, he probably rolls his eyes when people bring this up, but he's the voice of Mr. Krabs on Spongebob. Um, okay, he, okay. He's fucking awesome. Like, he's... Po- I, I saw him recently pop up in a random episode of, like, Star Trek, and he's he's just... Uh, I don't know. He's sweet. He's a cool guy. Uh, like, his character doesn't do any... doesn't really do much. He's kind of just, like... He's the harbinger. <laughs> um, I don't know. He's just like an authoritative <laughs> dude. He's just like, this is how it's going to be. And he also, he hates the Marquise. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you're a young punk. It's a, like, it's another what, what way I love. Like, I feel like they don't, they're the, the reason they're good at it is they don't care that much is they are just good at like resetting things. Cause I was thinking at first, like, Where's the adjudicator? <laughs> but then, like, the harbinger <laughs> shows up, and I'm like, okay, whatever. It's the harbinger now. Fuck yeah, this guy. Because <laughs> in this one, yeah, you want you gotta like him, you know? Yeah, I yeah, I don't think the adjudicator would have worked in that role. And then, uh, yeah, just uh, the harbinger shit sounds fucking sick. Like he sounds he sounds like he means business, you know. So I was I was totally down with him. So many that scene great was, was insane job. with the fucking cards. Like fuck. it was insane. I I don't know. <laughs> but they're doing dueling pistols at sunrise or something. Thirty and paces. If you don't if you don't show up you're, on time, you're executed. Yeah, if you're not there on time, you're executed, which is a big deal going going forward here. I love too with it where he's just like he's explaining what happens in the event of a draw. It's like, yeah, you'll walk twenty or ten steps ahead, ten paces oh. ahead, and you'll shoot again. He's just so matter of fact about it. Like Yes. Uh. It was great. Yeah, this was a great scene. It was just like it was so insane, but like in a this is the type of like insane like lore that I was like fully on board with. Okay, I was like, yeah. yes, yes. Um so yeah, so we got it, we got our duel. So we got the duel going on, and then um, the Bowery King also. Sh- so this is going on in Paris, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And the Bowery King shows up. He's and he got gives a base. John a suit. Yeah. <laughs> You're like sure. He's, just, he's got his dudes over there, and he's like, oh, "I expanded," and it's like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> I, it's, I, I buy it. I feel like it's it came too late in the movie, and and now it's done, so we're not gonna see it. But I like I love the idea of like. Uh, Winston and the Bowery King together being like John's 
like uh backup or whatever <laughs> like they were just, they were just like kind of hanging out in the sewers and like they never i don't know the bowery king doesn't really do anything in the movie i was kind of shocked by that yeah i was gonna say like he had like pretty much nothing to do like he kind of showed up at the beginning and the end and i i guess like for a for a split second there to give john his new suit but he he's mostly just there He's, he's I mean, he's awesome like when he's thing. there. Like, the opening is oh, yeah. awesome. I almost, yeah, I don't need anything more. It's like, he's he's awesome when he shows up. He was kind of like Johnny Legs in, in John Wick 2 at this point. Like, he yeah, just had just a simple like, scene, and he he did, you know, he did what he needed to do, and that's that's really all <laughs> you need. Well, because all the stuff that I was expecting to see him do in this movie happened... <laughs> When, like, yeah. in that opening part where John went and killed the Elder, and I was like, oh, okay, well, anything could happen at this point. I guess that's another reason the opening was cool, because I was like, I guess, you know, the, I guess the movie can be about anything, which made it more unpredictable to me. Um. So so the the new gimmick here is that the Marquise is just like, I want to, actually, I don't know if this would constitute as cheating or not. No. But he's like, I want to make sure that John Wick never makes it to, no, to this yeah. spot at sunrise. I guess that's not really cheating, is it? I mean, it's it is if the guy you don't like is doing it. You know, it's one of those yeah, things okay. where it's like that's like everyone else is acting, you know, to a certain set of codes here. It's like you could just do the duel, you know. It's 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 sort of like cashing in money in the bank, where it's like mm. it's not against the rules, but it's like there when you do it after a match, sometimes you're like, man, there's an honorable way to do it. Yeah. 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 That's a good analogy. Very, <laughs> very apt. Gooey. Very apt. Thank you. Wrestling. Um, so we have, uh, we have some pretty rocking scenes here. Oh my I, God. I can't even like, I don't even know where to start actually. Cause it's just like, it's one after the other, after the other. Well, it's, like, it's after the other. It's all tied together too by this radio thing, which was like the war. That was the Warriors reference, clearly, and that was I thought that was so fun, uh, like the little, you know, thing tying all the little interstitials and like the little music drops. It it made it. It's something like that we hadn't really seen, like that sort of tone or that sort of vibe in in John Wick, and I, I don't know. I thought it was cool. Man, I, I actually don't know where to find. I don't know which one came first. If it was the shotgun fight or if it was the um, uh, the traffic fight. I think it was the shotgun, God. right? <laughs> I think Fuck. it was. Well, at first he's just fight. It's a car. There's a car part where like it's, oh, yeah, it's similar right. to the opening of chapter two, where they're like doing a lot of car stunts and you yeah. know oh, knocking God. the fucking awesome. That that one, it, it, maybe it stands out a little less. Just because it's, you know, it's not one of the like, yeah, it's, it's not as a new of a style, but like everything was so crazy and they they upped it, you know, as they have from each of the movies. And so it's just and then and then yeah. that bleeds into the traffic circle. Yes. That, yes. OK, so that traffic circle, I'm going to butcher the name, but I believe it's called the Arc de Triomphe. And yeah. I was there like I was there like four months ago. Oh, well, yeah. Maybe, I've been there. No, I'm sorry. Let me refer- I was there six months ago. And so I was like, oh, my God, like, I, I remember that, like, fuck. So that was that was pretty cool, like, seeing, and that was like, it, it's almost unfair, because, like, in any other action movie, that would be the best thing in the movie, for sure. Yeah, it's like, is that a no. top three action movie or action scene in this movie? Like, I don't know. I actually think, I think it is, because that was one I was waiting to say, that was one where it's a little different, but they, I feel like they just play, they do a really good job of playing 
your tension of that. I feel like I've it's another one where the, they just get the details right. Like I feel like you see a lot of times in movies people run into traffic, you see car chases and and stuff like that. But like sometimes it doesn't I don't know, they don't really make you feel like, "Oh man, these guys are like going to get hit by a car. <laughs> They're in traffic, you know." This yeah. is one where it's like it, I mean it was happening for one, but like it was just all the little details and like the way certain cars were slamming into each other and the way they're fighting and going through the, tr- I can't even describe it. It's just like, there was so much, uh, like they really played up the tension of that the whole time. And I was like, I was like cringing the whole time. It it was, I think, it, I think I'm going to steal your word. It was a very smart action scene where like, I love the way that like they use the traffic as, as weapons as well. Like it was, it was just so, it was so good. Like it's, and again, I don't know that I would put it in my my top three in this movie because I I just loved Killa so much that I kind of have a soft oh, spot true. for that fight. The but next like, one though, oh I mean, oh my god, this was the I think that the next one was the best in the movie, and I it might be it might be the best in John Wick like the series. I I don't know. Man, I actually no. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I it it's up there for me. This scene was fucking awesome with the shotguns and he has the incendiary rounds and like John is just fucking pumping They're, guys with like these fire rounds. Like they call him like the oh. dragon fire shotgun. And, and the shot, but like the it shot looks like was fireworks, just, you know? Yeah, it it, it was. And the camera work was unbelievable. Like it was, it was just this, this shot, this sprawling shot that kind of went back up. You said to me earlier today, it was like Hotline Miami, and like I can't believe how true that is. Yeah, there um, was. And I like, know you, you said it was like another game too. Well, the, the the thing I sent was so I saw someone posting about it. I've never seen this game, but it, it was called it's called like Hong Kong Massacre, and it seems like similar style of game, but like specifically like it visually even lined up even more and so it yeah it was crazy it was crazy and i love when you see like you see them loading those early on you see one get shot and you know my immediate thought was oh yeah john wick's gonna get those obviously (laughs) um and yeah i don't know i i don't know what else to say on top of what you said like it it's cool like the way they shot it and everything and I don't even know, like, what you can... Like, this is something that, like, you just... You have to see. It was beautiful. It (laughs) It was genuinely beautiful. I I just, like... I was blown away by, like... Like, the... First of all, like, the effects of the fire just look gorgeous. Like, yeah, it looks like fireworks. Like, it looks awesome, but it looks brutal as well. And I think that's what this series does so well, is, like, making something brutal look so, like... I don't know, beautiful almost, but like the camera work and the way that it was swiveling around and like, just like I was thinking while this was happening, like, like fuck, like how do like Keanu Reeves obviously trained his ass off for this movie, but it's like, how did, how does he know this? Cause like this shot went on for like minutes like it was one in uninterrupted shot. I mean, shot, that's props was to like, everyone too, you know? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like every, everyone, of course. But like, I was just like, like, how do they know exactly where to be and exactly what to do? And it, like, it, it's it was so unbelievable, like just the, and and it was different from everything else. And it's oh, it, it was it was so incredible to to watch. I I was like, 
jaw dropped watching the scene. It was <laughs> f- fucking awesome. Just in awe watching it, you know, like yeah, like you said, both like in awe and like and like all, then it gets like violent and it's like oh, it's just everything, all the all these feelings at once is so. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's such a cool feeling. I can't describe. It. <laughs> you you have to see it. Like I'm assuming everyone that's listened to this knows. Like you you've watched the movie. I'm assuming. I mean, holy was that ever just unbelievable? That's like, also where I the just, dog oh. thing happens. So that yes, that yes. pitched it up. That was and, so good. Uh, and then it leads into another. I mean, it's hard to follow that, but I actually think the next one is is pretty fucking sick too. I I do, but I I think it it was I think this one was definitely a bit too long. I would say the Nutjuck one was maybe like a smidgel too long, but this one I was like, okay, I, I kind of want him to like get up there and like start start like shooting the shit out of this this shit heel the Marquise. So I, I I was kind of ready for for him to get up there, but like this is also like just a badass scene too. I mean, like again, this would have been the best scene in like almost any other action movie, and yeah. it's <laughs> like in my opinion, it's probably like the fifth best one in this movie. That's, that's just fair, like that's how fair. crazy that this movie is. I love how it um how it does the thing of like. Where he gets thrown back down, it sort of plays. Oh. I think it sort of toys with that idea of like, oh, he's still got to go through this all. It's going on, taking so long, and they're like throw him back down. And he's like, he's got to do it again. <laughs> I don't know. It it sold me on like, and then especially when Donnie Yen joins in or whatever, like, and the tracker is involved too. Like, I don't know. I was I was so pumped when they were finally I- going up. You know what? I I say I just said that maybe it was like the fifth best, but like, goddamn, the moment where where Kane and John start like whipping ass together was so fucking cool. Because you've you've been waiting the whole movie for them to do this. Like, early as I was, I was like, I, these guys are friends. I want them to just kick ass together, kind of like Halle Berry and, and John did in the last movie. And when they finally did it, I was just I was like fist pumping. I was like, fuck yeah, they're gonna get there. And and it was so cool of of Kane the character as well because like obviously he's like you know gonna gonna have to kill this guy if he if he you know everything goes well and they get to their duel it was it was such a cool scene and man the fucking moment where he goes all the way down the stairs oh my god the whole theater I was in was just like oh when that happened yeah it was brutal <laughs> and this is it i think this is the last sick. go for the mini boss right um and yeah. yeah he gets his nuts bit off by the dog yes that's so. such good like that's what Fuck i mean it's like they made him like this own guy's little boss that he got to take down yeah, yeah well he wasn't the star yeah, and- but he they gave him they gave him a, a guy to take out <laughs> it, it was like a it was like a good mid-card subplot between yes, mr mid-card. nobody and yeah because like like at the end of the movie, I I wasn't necessarily like, oh, I'd I'd love to see Mister Nobody again. But I was like, man, he had like a nice, solid, like story in this movie that I think was was really good. Like it, in you know, it was like a good yeah. mid card match, <laughs> like that that paid off really mid, well. Yeah, so much good booking in this movie. Good booking, yes, yes. Um, okay, it's time for the main event. We got the main. Finally, we got the main event. Keanu 
gets there. He gets to this goddamn dueling peak. This this guy should absolutely be completely dead. We also we left out earlier with, with, with one of the fights where he just like jumps out of the building from like the fifth floor. And it's like lands. ten times worse than yeah. the end of three. And you're like, okay. So that's yeah. very Looney Tunes. So yeah. <laughs> he gets so he gets there, and it's actually like pretty sick. This this scene was very cool. Where like so finally Kane and John Wick have this this duel, and um they shoot each other once from 30 paces. And I don't know. What was your interpretation of this, Goo? Did you think that they had this plan in mind beforehand? Did they just kind of wing it? Were they trying to shoot to kill and just missing? Like, I, I actually, I'm not sure. I I think, um, no, I don't think so. Because I think I think he was he was helping him up there. So they do the duel or whatever. And then yeah. they're doing the duel. And they, they have some line <laughs> that's like, those who blah blah blah. I don't. I don't actually remember what it means, but I think that- whatever. It was like a callback line or something. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We should mention there was a, a really sweet scene where the two of them are at the church. It's it's in the trailer for this movie. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I I just I love that scene because it was a nice moment of. It's a lot of little scenes. Qua- yeah. Like they they also have the thing with they talk about John and his wife and you know um, yeah basically the two of them are both you know in a way like fight they're they're fighting about their family obviously we talk about that and so i think then that's the lead in here where like essentially john is like okay i'm going to uh he's like i'm going to sacrifice myself but I, you know but he still gets the win you know like i think that's yes what they're going for yeah. there yeah it was a nice it was a nice moment of quietness before the storm because i mean the ending is like just intense and non-stop and I, I like his line about like what if I'm wrong, and it's the way it's in a, it's delivered in a way that only Keanu Reeves could deliver that line, and it makes it work. But yeah, uh, yeah. So I I kind of thought like I don't know if they if if Kane and John planned the uh, the thing at the very beginning. Certainly by the third shot, they were like, okay, like I shoot you, you don't shoot. Um, so the second shot, they shoot each other again, but neither one of them is dead. And the third shot, um, Kane shoots John and I I don't think anybody noticed that John didn't actually shoot but yes uh the Marquise of course is a shit heel and he's like I'm going in for the coup de gras and he takes over the he he wants to shoot John dead and uh John didn't shoot and he fucking pops him right <laughs> well, right in the noggin. It's he, awesome. <laughs> we gotta give uh props to Winston. What and I like Yeah Winston Winston was loving it. Before the duel he, get, he I like he just comes up to John. You know, both are both people are getting to talking to. Him. He just comes up to John and he goes, "What a beautiful sunset!" And I thought that was so perfect for him. <laughs> but then, yeah, the mar the Marquis going getting the coup de gras, and Winston goes, "You ignorant asshole!" John didn't yeah. shoot. <laughs> I love that he got the shit to talk him a little did, bit. Did you, you know? notice that? Because I sure as hell didn't. Um, I I. I noticed that it would was weird that it did it didn't seem like Donnie Yen like got hit, but I couldn't tell like like I thought it was like strange. If he just missed you know? or something. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I guess he missed or something. But I didn't. No, I didn't notice that that he didn't shoot. But I bet if you watch it back, you would notice. Oh, totally. So my theater, I'm sure yours did too. But my theater like erupted in applause the moment that guy got popped. It was so good, so good. Yeah. So it's like a. 
It's like a fitting ending because he he freed he got to, you know, free him and, and Winston or whatever while also basically saving his friend too. Yeah, because I mean technically Kane did everything that was asked of him. He he fulfilled his oath and he's he's free. Winston gets the hotel, he's avenged Sharon, he's you know, he's kinda done everything and and then the film would have you believe that that John dies. And I think this is like a, a nice kind of interesting intersection because I think they could very clearly bring John back for more sequels. And I think they probably will, but you know, they could also just be like, okay, well like we can, we can end John wick right here. But like maybe, maybe there's like the Donnie Yen movie coming out or maybe we want to do a Halle Berry movie. Or I mean like ballerina is literally already a thing. So like, I thought that it was kind of a nice ending. I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure John Wick will probably come back. But. Do you think so? I, I bought it. I was like, oh, he's, he's dead. I wasn't even mad. You know, what I mean, I was, I was, I was sad. I was like, oh, John Wick is dead. Like I was. If, a little... if that's it for John Wick, that's a great ending. Yeah. Like that's, and I'm totally okay with that. I, I think they'll probably bring him back. I think. The big. But I think that this universe is like so strong, it could go on without him. Yeah, and I think, I think that would be smart to do too because it's sort of like then it's like you don't you you don't lose your affection for john as much you know or like if they kept going mm-hmm. on and like they they kept like you can almost be like okay with someone new it feel it feels a little bit more fresh you know they can do different things i guess but you you don't get uh you know john doesn't get overexposed and you're like that's a nice classy run you know like if yeah even if they didn't make another single john wick movie i like I think, even so far, it's astounding that they've made, to me, in my opinion, four like movies that are all as awesome as they are. Like it, it yeah, blows well, I my think mind. So. I because I think it, it was on any day, like I'd be like, yeah, that's my favorite movie, you know? Yeah, it, it like it was, it was a great, it was a great ending, and like I, I actually, I, I do think there's some value in that too, because like if John is always coming back, and like you know. He, you kind of get the thing with like Bond where it's like there's there's not really like a whole lot of stakes in those movies cuz like you know, you know, it's James Bond. He's obviously not going to die and like mm-hmm. there's he becomes like you know, Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, so, okay. Like, <laughs> I like I seeing him, be, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I'd like to see John come back. And John Wick is going to come back in in the ballerina movie, but like yeah. if this if this was it for like John Wick and they wanted to continue this franchise without him. I think that like they could totally do that. And like like even even in the movies as they are right now, there's enough like strong supporting characters where it's just like yeah, I want to go see like the the Kane movie and like mm-hmm. follow up on that subplot with Akita or I want to go like what's Halle Berry doing like with no elder over in Morocco or like uh Yeah. I don't know. Is Common still alive? <laughs> you know, like there's so much that they can do. Yeah, I hope, yeah, I, I hope, like, other people don't go, like, oh, it doesn't have John Wick, like, I don't care, you know, because the, the name is John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I worry about, because I feel like they'd all be really good, but it might be yeah. a hard sell to a wider audience, because Keanu is so amazing. <laughs> <sighs> well, John Wick 4, John Wick Chapter oh. 4. Yes. Holy moly. Yes, this is a what a ride. This is a long one, but it was a it was, there was yeah. a lot to talk about. 
Yes, it, it, it was awesome, and I can't wait to watch it again. I can't wait to watch it uh, with you. Actually, we gotta watch in, it together, uh, in Chicago. Yeah. It's good. It's gonna be so awesome. <sighs> oh my gosh! So, yeah, <laughs> we made it. We made it. This podcast is almost as intense as the movie itself. It was great. <laughs> I'm, I've been dreaming of the the nunchuck scene. <laughs> oh, I just I can't get the the firework shotgun out of my head. Like it's what a what a goddamn scene. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, we're going long, so it, it, obviously John Wick Chapter Four whips ass, and you absolutely need to see it. I can't imagine anyone listening to this has not seen John Wick. Come 4, on, but. Maybe you should just see it again. Maybe I should go see it again. Maybe I'll, maybe I should go this weekend. I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'd be down idea. for that. Okay, well we're gonna we're gonna jam out of here. But uh, of course, we want to thank everybody for for being with us on this John Wick Odyssey. We've now covered each movie in the series. I feel like we should keep it going. I feel like we should cover Continental and Ballerina when they come yeah. up to you and oh, just keep our sure. thoughts. I'll be and uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, shout out to to our man Lance Reddick. Uh, you you are missed, and your character will be missed. And uh, rest in power. And um, yeah, I mean, check us out wherever wherever you get your podcasts. You know where we are on Twitter. You know where we are on Patreon. Subscribe to Virtual Theater. This has been a marathon episode, but it has been a lot of fun. We are going to get out of here. And until next time, everybody, uh, be of service. And <laughs> oh fuck, I sh- I fucked it up. What do they say? I. Have we we have served. I will be of service. <laughs> yeah, That's it. Yeah. Be seeing you. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Gooey. Andy. <laughs> Winston. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs>